eyesore at the passage de Gracia, the Casa Mila. People call it La Padrera because it looks like a quarry, just a lot of stones all thrown on top of each other. An honest, reliable girl can find work as a laundress there. Is that work you can do? Very well. Go to Signora Molina, the conserque's wife. Tell her Emma Cabella sent you. Give her this and the woman wrote out a recommendation that made Monza blush to read it. She reported to Signora Molina at La Padrera the next morning, and the conserque's wife sent her upstairs to Signora Gaeta, who pronounced Monza satisfactory and tied an apron on her. After that, it was work, 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 and weeks turned into months. Monza had to work extra fast to keep Signora Gaeta from noticing that she was washing the Cabella family's clothes, along with those of the residents she'd been assigned. The staff turnover at La Padrera was rapid. Every week there were new girls who joined the ranks without warning, and girls who vanished without giving notice. Signora Gaeta knew every name and face, even when the identical uniforms made it difficult for the girls themselves to remember each other. It was Signora Gaeta who employed the girls, and also relieved them of their duties if their efforts weren't up to scratch. She darted around the attic, flicking the air with her red lacquered fan as she inspected various activities. The residents of Casa Mila called Signora Gaeta a treasure, and the laundry maids liked her because she sometimes joined in when they sang work songs. It seemed that once she had been just like them— for all the damask and cameo rings she wore now. Signora Gaeta was also well-liked because it was exciting to hear her talk. She swore the most powerful and unusual oaths they'd ever heard, really unrepeatable stuff, and all in a sweetly quivering voice like the song of a harp. Her policy was to employ healthy-looking women who seemed unlikely to develop bad backs too quickly. But you can't guess right all the time. There were girls who aged overnight, others who were unexpectedly lazy. Women who worried about their reputation didn't last long in the attic laundry either. They sought and found work in more ordinary buildings. It was generally agreed that this mansion the Millar family had had built in their name was a complete failure. This was mostly the fault of the architect. He had the right materials, but clearly hadn't known how to make the best use of them— a house of stone and glass and iron should be stark and sober, a watchtower from which a benevolent guard is kept on society. But the white stone of this particular house rippled as if reacting to a hand that had found its most pleasurable point of contact. A notable newspaper critic had described this effect as being that of a pernicious sensuality. And as if that wasn't enough— the entire construction blushed a truly disgraceful peachy pink at sunset and dawn. Respectable citizens couldn't help but feel that the house expressed the dispositions of its inhabitants, who must surely be either mad or unceasingly engaged in indecent activities. But Monza thought the house she worked in was beautiful. She stood on a corner of the pavement and looked up, and what she saw clouded her senses— to Monza's mind, La Padrera was a magnificent place. But then her taste lacked refinement. 
Her greatest material treasure was an egregiously shiny bit of tin she'd won at a fairground coconut shy. This fact can't be overlooked. There were a few more cultured types who shared Monza's admiration of La Padrera, though. One of them was Signora Lucy, who lived on the second floor and frequently argued with people about whether or not her home was an aesthetic offence. Journalists came to interview the Signora from time to time and would make some comment about the house as a parting shot on their way out, but Signora Lucy refused to let them have the last word and stood there arguing at the top of her voice. The question of right angles was always being raised. How could Signora Lucy bear to live in a house without a single right angle? Not even in the furniture. But really, who needs right angles? Who? Signora Lucy would demand, and she'd slam the courtyard door and run up the stairs laughing. Signora Lucy.